Hello, Untangling audience. Welcome to another episode of Untangling. On today's episode, we are going to untangle diversity, equity, and inclusion. As some of you might know it, diversity, equality, and inclusion. We're going to discuss the importance of replacing the word equality with the word equity. So the reason why I decided to talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion is because six months ago, my organization reached out to all their employees in regards to the diversity, equity, and inclusion board, committee, and subcommittee. They were looking for participants, and at first, I was a little hesitant. And the reason why I was hesitant is because a lot of times you will give up a lot of your time and there's no exit strategy, there's no end game, and you look back and say, what a waste of time that was. However, during this time, you had the killing of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and countless others. You also had the Black Lives Matter movement, BLM. So there was a lot going on in the country when it came to diversity, equity, and inclusion. Getting home, seeing this on the news, one outrageous story after another. I had a lot of soul searching to do and also a lot of thinking to do in regards to would I participate in this organization's request to basically have people such as myself, minority feedback. So what I decided to do uh, before, uh, you know, emailing the diversity, equity and inclusion uh, committee back was I found out that the VP of network within our organization would actually be leading this new initiative. I happen to know the uh, VP of network uh, personally, and also obviously as co-workers within the organization. I reached out, or maybe he even reached out to me in regards to just, you know, uh, getting my thoughts, feedback, so on and so forth. And the conversation we had was a very interesting conversation. The first thing I asked him was, what are your thoughts in regards to all this? And he answered with his previous employer. They were based out of Michigan. They're involved in the healthcare landscape as well. He actually had the opportunity of running one of these committees. And with his previous employers, some of the lessons that he learned, he truly felt like, okay, I could bring it within this healthcare organization. And so he told me uh, one of the things his previous employer uh, got right was the importance of diversity, equity, and inclusion when it comes to succession planning. For those of you who are listening who don't know what succession planning is, succession planning is simply on the C-suite so the C-suite is a CEO, a CFO, a CIO, a COO, and you know there's countless other titles that if anything were to happen, let's just say retirement, 
let's just say they were to get fired, uh, God forbid they were to pass away, the succession planning is in place to say, okay, here is who's next in line to assume this position. So talking to the VP of networks, one of the things he told me is that within his previous employer, they had one rule. And that rule was your succession plan has to include diversity. So what does that mean? That means your succession plan simply can't look the exact same way you do. And that's one of the issues a lot of these organizations, Fortune 500, so on and so forth, small businesses, they're trying to tackle because chances are you hire people who look like you. So when it comes to succession planning, everyone who's going to replace you is going to look like you. And so I found that to be very interesting. And the reason being is once you implement a rule like that, what happens is you will get results instead of getting everybody in the room and simply saying, hey, we need more diversity. And then you walk out of the room. Okay. Everybody knows you need more diversity. Well, I would say a lot of the logical thinkers know you need diversity. And so that was fascinating. And that was something that was concrete that would uh, produce results. And he said, you know, it's something that simple that could be implemented within this organization. Okay. And I don't want to put words in his mouth. I'm paraphrasing here based on the conversation that we had. He said the other lesson that he learned is that diversity cannot include a quota. He said quotas drive people crazy. And what I mean by a quota is if you have a hundred white employees and you say, well, 25 of those employees need to be black employees, that will ruffle a lot of feathers because here is the perception and perception is reality. What the white employees will think is you randomly walked outside, found 25 uh, black people hanging out and saying, hey, here's an opportunity of a lifetime. That's the perception. Clearly, when it comes to an organization, you have to have a set of skills. OK, you have to know what you're doing in a particular role or a position. So that is the reality. But people don't see it that way. So he says, avoid quotas at all costs. So the word you want to use instead of quota is underrepresented. And by using the word underrepresented, what your what that allows you to do is basically expand your volition. And what I mean by that is instead of, you know, just focusing on African Americans, women are underrepresented. LGBTQ is underrepresented. Women are underrepresented. Muslims are underrepresented. Asians are underrepresented. So what does that allow you to do? What that allows you to do is it allows you to now expand your coalition because you're not simply focused on one aspect of that. So I found that to be extremely powerful. But what that also taught me was, okay, this person knows what they're doing. Uh, this isn't going to be a waste of my time. And this person is actually solution driven. 
And so after our conversation, I said I needed a couple of days to think about it. But after that uh, conversation, I started leaning more towards, okay, I am going to participate in this committee. And after just thinking it through, uh, one of the things we truly believe within our organization is you have to be part of the solution. Being part of the solution is simply when somebody finds a solution, you shouldn't complain about it. I equate it to simply voting. Okay, if you don't vote, nobody wants to hear what you have to say in regards to this president or that president. It's a waste of everybody's time. Okay, so with being part of the solution, I said, with all this going on, I have, uh, you know, the opportunity of being part of a bigger cause. So I replied back to the committee that I would like to be part of this committee. And here's the reason why. Uh, some of the reasons why I stated is simply uh, being a first generation immigrant, uh, African-American, living in all different parts of the country, different employ employment, uh, you know, opportunities that I've had. I've had a lot of personal examples that I truly think will impact this team. So a week or so went by and I received an email back that I would, in fact, be part of this committee and um, that we would be meeting one every Tuesday, uh, every week. It was a minimum of a two hour commitment because you would have an hour meeting and then you would obviously have the work that came with that. And one of the things I found to be extremely fascinating is the fact that on day one of our meeting, uh, you had the VPN network in there and you also had our CEO and you had different representatives from all different departments within our organization. I want to say it was roughly eight to maybe 10 of us all together, but seeing our CEO take an hour out of his day uh, to help be part of this committee to give honest feedback. So think about it taking an hour away from running a $2.5 billion healthcare organization in regards to diversity, equity, and inclusion. I said, okay, this is a good vibe. It looks like we're off to the right direction. And so one of the questions, uh, you know, to start the meeting is simply what is diversity? What does it mean to all of you? So everybody went around the room, then it was my turn. And I said that, you know, uh, with diversity has to simply look like the United States. And what I meant by that is, is if 70% of the population and, you know, I'm just grabbing these numbers out of the sky, um, you know, are uh, Caucasian. Okay. 13% um, African-American. You have, uh, let's just say 10%. Latino, and then you have a breakdown of uh, Asians and others, I feel like your organization needs to at least resemble this country. That was my feedback. So it's kind of like, you know, the American experience to include everybody. And um, it was just fascinating hearing different people's perspective, women who was in our uh, was in our meeting 
And she said, listen, you know what? I am a Caucasian female with a MBA and the highest I've ever been able to get. And we're talking about, you know, role wise within an organization is the management level. I want to be able to, you know, become a director one day, climb the corporate ladder. But every organization I've been to, that's where it stops for me. So I want to be part of this because I want to be part of the solution to make sure that for women who are within an organization, they are properly represented. So it was so fascinating to kind of, you know, walk in there thinking like, you know, this was more based on race, but also to see other uh, people's uh, struggles. And when we initially started, diversity, equity, and inclusion was actually diversity, equality, and inclusion. And the reason why we had to replace the word equity with equality is because of the definition. So for the untangling audience at home, how many of you know the difference between equity and equality? If you don't know the difference, I'm going to try my best to explain it, and then we'll have an expert uh, explain it uh, as well. So equality. Equality means each individual or group of people is given the same resources or opportunities. Equity. Equity recognizes that each person has different circumstances and allocates the exact resources and opportunities needed to reach an equal outcome. So equality, after we met, we figured out that that word is more of pie in the sky, okay? We're here because nothing's equal. So let's start there. So with equality, it's simply, if given the same resources, you're going to have great opportunities. That's not true. Within an organization, a lot of us are given great resources, but a lot of us knows that it also stops at a certain point within the organization for you. Okay? Equity recognizes that each person has different circumstances. Again, women, African Americans, Latinos, Asian, you know, the gay, uh, lesbian community. So therefore, it recognizes you are not on the same playing field. So therefore, not all things can be equal. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to listen to the difference between equity and equality. So this audio was taken from YouTube in regards to equity and equality. It's called Equity and Equality, part of the University of Maine's Rising Tide Center. And it's five minute professional development series. And it is brought to you by Susan K. Gardner. Today, we are talking about equity and equality. But you might be wondering, wait, aren't these the same thing? They look the same. They sound similar. So aren't they the same? No, in fact, they're really different concepts, even though a lot of us get the two confused. So let's break them down. Probably already know what we mean when we say equality. 
we're talking about two things that are the same or have a similar value. When we treat two people or two groups of people equally, we make sure that they have or get the same things. For example, if I want to give Betty some apples, then I need to give Ben the same number of apples to treat them with equality. Along the same lines, if I want to give the nursing program a budget increase, then I need to make sure that I give the culinary arts program the same budget increase to treat them with equality. That makes sense. But that's not the same thing as equity. Equity can be defined as giving everyone what they need to be successful. In other words, it's not giving everyone the exact same thing. And here's where the difference between equity and equality really come in. Because it's important to remember that if we give everyone the exact same thing, expecting that we'll make people equal, it assumes that everyone started out in the same place. So here's an example. In this instance, we give everyone the exact same box, we treat them with equality, so that they can see over the fence. Well, that's great for the... So so with this part of the uh, video, you have three equal crates, but you have a baby, you have a uh, toddler who looks like they're between four and maybe five years old, and then you have an adult. So the illustration is clearly the toddler has an equal playing field, which is the crate, However, they can't see over the fence. You have the uh, toddler who's barely, who's barely able to see over the fence. And then you have the adult where they're able to see over the fence and then some because the fence uh, comes up to their waistline. The person on the left because they were already taller. But it's not so great for the person on the right who still can't see over the fence. From an equity perspective, we wouldn't want everyone to have the same size box because everyone isn't the same height to start out with. With an equity mindset, we would get everyone what they need to raise them up to the same level. So with this illustration, you have the tallest person simply standing on the grass and they're still able to look at the fence. And it's funny because they're actually watching a baseball game. Then you have the toddler who has one crate and that one crate has actually helped propel them uh, over uh, to be able to see over uh, the fence. And then for the uh, baby, the baby now has two crates and uh, the baby's head is barely over the fence. So now they're able to see uh, the baseball game. Here's another example. With equality in mind, we can treat everyone the same and give them all the same bike. But that doesn't really help the person on the left who can't ride that kind of bike or the person in the middle that is too small for that bike. So when we think about this situation with equity in mind, equity tells us that we need to give everybody a different kind of bike so they can all enjoy a bike ride. As you might guess, this is where the concept of fairness gets tricky for some folks. We often think that being fair means that everybody gets the same thing. And that's what we were taught when we were growing up. But fairness really only works when we're all the same to start out with. So this is a new idea for many of us to think about. 
There is this great American saying that people just need to work hard enough and pull themselves up by their own bootstraps. It's this idea that everyone can be successful if you just work hard enough. Well, that's a lot easier to do when some of us were born with longer arms to pull up those bootstraps, or maybe we were given longer bootstraps when we bought our boots. So let's think about moving away from the bootstrap idea and instead think about shoes. There is a quote by Nahid Dasani that goes, equality is giving everyone a shoe, but equity is giving everyone a shoe that fits. All right, now that you know the difference between equality and equity, make sure that you are spreading the word. And when I join the diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, subcommittee, it's interesting because it started off as equality and just the attention to detail of replacing the word of equality for equity truly let me acknowledge that okay we are taking this serious and having the ceo part of our meetings was extremely impactful as well because one of the things he told us is within any organization in order to roll out all of our ideas and to be able to be outcomes driven there's clearly a price tag associated with this. So there's a finance side associated with implementing diversity, equity, and inclusion. So that's why a lot of organizations, maybe there might be a financial issue there. However, finances should never stop you from doing the right thing. So our CEO told us that on December 11th, there was a meeting between him and the board uh, to uh, make sure they were able to get the proper funding to fund our program. And we lucked out because there's five different uh, groups, committees doing the same thing that we were doing. Like for example, within healthcare, there's different arms. For, you know, you'll have outreach. So outreach, how is diversity, equity, and inclusion being um, represented within that field and having the CEO within our meeting, just giving us feedback, listening to things firsthand. He was able to go to the board, explain the reason why we would have to fund this project and the board was in complete agreement. So when that news was communicated to us, we were all extremely happy because six and a half to seven months of hard work we're really starting to see uh, the fruits of our labor. So it was really a time uh, to celebrate, to know you are a part of something and that we have the funding behind it to actually make this thing happen. So part of uh, an important step to enhance diversity is strengthening inclusivity, okay? And to also address health care inequalities. So an important step to enhance diversity is strengthening inclusivity and addressing health inequities. So this is important because in the healthcare space, you're also treating patients. 
So some of the feedback that you will hear on when an African-American goes into a hospital, how sometimes they're di treated differently. And one of the ways they're treated differently is a lot of times they'll come back to like, for example, something as simple as pain tolerance. For whatever reasons, physicians will look at an Afri African American's uh, pain tolerance different than a Caucasian's pay person's pain tolerance. So something as simple as looking at equities between pain tolerance is something that we wanted to make sure got implemented when it comes to diversity, equity, and inclusion. So part of the diversity and inclusion committee, what we did is, you know, we worked with team members across the organization to develop recommendations for executive leadership, which we presented to the board, like I told you about. So the diversity and inclusion committee will expand focuses included equity and addressing healthcare equity, okay? So here are the recommendations we sent to the board and that was approved by the board because again, it's a lot of brainstorming ideas flying back and forth and how do you narrow this thing down? So here is what we came up with. One is enhancements of our recruitment programs and retention practices. I was very happy to see the word retention make it in there because when I started the podcast, that was one of my sticking points is the importance of retention. Um, developing and coaching and creating mentoring programs. And so when I came into the organization, um, you know, I did in fact have a mentor. Uh, I had the chance of being a mentor myself. But one of the things that we noticed is with the mentoring programs, a lot of times is checking a box, right? So telling people about the culture of the organization, but kind of keeping it general. Here are the systems that we use. So once you're mentoring, diversity, equity, and inclusion is never included in that part. So if I come into an organization and as an African-American person, it is important that my mentor is explaining, you know, the equities of the organization. So that way I know I'm part of an organization where I can continue to grow. And once you focus on, you know, something as simple as checking boxes, a lot of times you'll see new hires leave and it could just be just them observing the landscape. It could be, you know, things they're overhearing and it could simply be where they just don't feel comfortable and they don't really know the reason why. So therefore, we implementing in all our mentoring programs is going to include diversity, in inclusion, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, we also uh, agree to update education and training programs. So with all our education, 
does it include everybody? Or is it speaking to a specific group of people? And with the training programs, making sure that diversity, equity, and inclusion is included in all our training programs. And the other thing that we did is we want to enhance culturally competent care throughout community alignment. And one of the things that we learned that was extremely powerful is that we had a lot of people where sometimes equity means being able to rise up in a company. But we had people tell us, well, what if we're happy with our current position and we don't want to get into a leadership role? So what we decided to do is include, you can be part of diversity, equity, and inclusion based on your current role. So what we will do is continue to educate you. And by educating you, hopefully you become a champion of the cause and you're spreading this throughout the organization. And one of the ways that we figured uh, to be able to keep everybody on the same page, because this is a 9,000 plus employee organization, is by um, you know having all this information on our intranet site when you log in. You know, what books you can read, you know, success stories, um, any, uh, you know, and other opportunities so you could be part of uh, the cause. So the breakdown we had was with education and training, it was create new training and education programs on diversity, equity, and inclusion infuse diversity, equity, and inclusion into existing training and education programs, ensure diversity, equity, and inclusion resources are available for team members, uh, develop diversity, equity, and inclusion champions to foster cultural change, all that fell under education and training, mentoring and coaching. So we wanted to refine mentor and leadership programs to enhance opportunities for career development, uh, create workforce continuity by developing career paths for underrepresented populations, create career development and mobility mentoring programs, structure outreach to the underrepresented youth on careers in healthcare, and culturally create external awareness through marketing strategies, uh, cultivate a more inclusive environment, improve ways to collect demographic and preference information from patients and members, reduce health disparities and improve health outcomes among underrepresented populations, retention and recruitment, enhance sourcing of more diverse candidates, enhance advocacy of team members with diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, concerns, assess data and develop solutions for unfavorable turnover trends among key areas in diverse populations and establish affinity groups. One of the things we realized is that uh, we had a lot of these programs in place when it came time to measure some of these programs, we simply did not have the data 
to support are these programs working? So through this process, we were actually able to enhance a lot of uh, departments that were somewhat on the right track. However, there was no key performance uh, metrics in regards to measure all this. So watching again, all this come down to where you could pinpoint it, put it on paper, uh, was a great experience and is a great experience because, you know, the fight uh, continues. And to really make this thing real and work, our CEO decided that, you know, based on an our annual uh, bonuses, there will be a diversity, equity, and inclusion clause written in there. So if we're not meeting the key performance metrics that we set, now we're gonna lose money. So it's one thing to roll out these programs and kind of you know wish on good faith, people do the right thing. But one thing uh, we should know, sometimes it's hard for people to do the right thing. However, when you add a financial aspect to an initiative like this, that's when you start to see people listen. So my overall experience is that this has been a game changer. I know a lot of organizations are looking, you know, towards implementing, you know, a program like diversity, equity, and inclusion within their organization. And sometimes they don't know where to start, but I hope my experience is able to help you become a champion within your organization to make sure that this product gets off the ground because by doing the right thing, your organization will be better off 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road. Whereas organizations who aren't taking this seriously, who aren't implementing diversity, equity, and inclusion, they might not exist three to five years from now. And you have to ask yourself, is that an organization I want to be a part of? So that concludes today's episode. Thank you for uh, joining us on today's uh, uh, episode. And again, all my contact information will be on the podcast bio. Enjoy the rest of your week and look forward to another episode next week. Thank you.